Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy is a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. And I am super excited about this episode because I'm going to be interviewing one of my sisters who became a sister, actually, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. But um, I'm going to be interviewing Carlissa Cryer. She is a sister that I gained. Um, Her husband and I went to middle school and high school together. And um, when after high school, when I was in grad school, his best friend and him were like my brothers. And we like literally always were with each other on the weekends because they were, um, they had an organization and I was doing stuff and they really, really wanted help with planning. And then we started doing planning sessions and then it just ended up becoming like a weekly thing. And I remember when uh, her husband actually first started dating Carlissa, I was like, you got you a girlfriend, bro. But anyway, I'm gonna let her introduce herself. And so she is now one of my sisters. Um, and I am super, super excited to be interviewing her because she's gonna talk about her therapy story, uh, which is so, so good. Carlissa, what she's gonna talk about too. She's also a blogger and a mom, a new mommy. She became a mommy in February of this year. So I am super excited for you all to just enjoy this interview as we talk. Um, and so Carlissa said, hey, girl. Hello, world. Hello, podcast world. Um, well, Rosalind kind of stole a little bit of my thunder. She pretty much gave you <laughs> the bio. But uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, um, I am 34 years old, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, right now, my current job, I'm a digital content specialist for um, Alsex St. Jude, and I'm a lifestyle blogger. I have my own blog. It's called CarlisaCryer.com, where I'm just inspiring personal growth, and I'm inspiring other women to have something that they're passionate about, aside from their nine to five, which I did my first feature was actually Roslyn, um, yes. which was a lot of fun. And she's just a natural with the camera. So we had a great time with that photo shoot and that conversation. Um, like Roslyn said, I am a new mom. My son is seven months now. And I am still, I guess, a newlywed. Um, my husband and I are going on three years of marriage in April. So that's a little bit about me. Yes, y'all are actually a month behind me and Nico because we got married in March. Okay. The same year y'all got married. So we're all newlyweds trying to figure this out, girl. Man. <laughs> okay, so let's kind of talk a little bit. So you introduced your blog. So I want you to kind of briefly talk about that. Like, what was that process like that made you want to start blogging? Um, so basically, I think, you know, how we talked about marriage and how we're babies in the game and we're still learning. I think when you merge lives with another person, you tend to kind of take on a lot of what their passions and interests are. And so I felt like for me, I was doing more of his stuff than my stuff. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I need to get back to me, you know, and I was listening to a motivational speaker name is Stacy Flowers. I follow her on Instagram and she she had this video about the five things that changed her life and one of the things was um, writing everything down 
And when I heard that, it sparked something in me like, oh, you know what? I used to journal all the time and I used to write all the time and I used to want to be a writer and I just had all these journals from high school and even like um, in my 20s I was journaling but I never thought about it you know or like going back to it and so I said you know what I want to write and I decided that I wanted to turn it into a blog like I wanted to share um, some of the things that I've experienced um, throughout my life and it has been the best decision ever because I found something that fills my cup in a way that my career doesn't or any organization I volunteer for. It just, I feel like I'm aligning with my purpose. I'm aligning with my values. It just comes full circle for me. So um, I found my thing because I married someone who already had a thing that they were passionate about. And that kind of struck something in me to like, you know what, I need to find what truly makes me happy and something that truly fills my cup. And so that's how the blog came about. So did you have any, the first of all, that's so good. Like, I think you hit on a couple of things when you said like, um, and I can relate to that because I was the one that came into the marriage with a thing. And so Nico has always been like, well, what, is, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? And I'm like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, we figured that out. But it makes sense because even then, like, you're merging identities now, now being a wife, and it's like, what is for me? Mm-hmm. And so that was just a beautiful example. And I like how you said it fills your cup up in a way that your nine to five doesn't. Um, because we can always just get so caught up in career, 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 that it's like, what's an outlet for me? So did you have any fears with starting? Um, I was nervous as far as would anybody read it? You know, how would it be perceived? But I was also really excited. And that excitement, you know, overthrew the fear. I was just really excited because it was something that, like I said, it, was, it fell into one of my core values, which was creativity. And I felt like I was excited to share and I was excited to show a different side of myself um, because I am, I'm an extrovert, introvert, but I'm truly an introvert. And so um, it was just a way to express myself in a different um, light that most people weren't used to. So it, the excitement overrode the fear for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you've been blogging now for how long? It's been a, a year and some in a few months. Yeah, because it, um, it, it was like last fall. Or like last like November-ish. Yeah, last summer I started before my birthday because it was August. And um, so, yeah, about a year and a, uh, a month. Wow. Wow. Okay, so what would you tell someone who is like, because there's a lot of people I meet that are desiring to blog or have a message they want to get out, but just like struggle with the fear part of it. And, and, and also with like, can I be consistent with this thing? So what advice would you give somebody who is like wanting to blog or share a part of themselves or share a piece of them with the world? Cause you also, Carlos is a really good writer. Like, thank you, Rosalyn. Like, especially when she's talk- like, there was one blog you did about, um, it was about a woman that's independent and can I be can I be married when I'm like a woman that's independent girl that one struck me okay you know what I'm saying <laughs> so like just what would you say about say to someone who is wanting to blog but just kind of like struggles with that start process and or fear so the first thing you know when I started the blog I actually researched other bloggers people that I admire and there was one young lady who talked about treating your blog like you're nine to five, like really making time for it, scheduling it in, um, not necessarily your nine to five, but make it a priority, you know, and it should be a fun priority because this is something that you want to do. You know, this is your outlet. This is your, your me time, you know? So, um, when you, when you do something like that, it's leisure. It doesn't feel like work. And so it's also, it's just scheduling time for you. So I would just say schedule that time and think about the why, 
you know, why do you want to blog? Mm -hmm. And I remember our first conversation that we had when um, you you were featured on my blog, you said my questions made you think about why you started a podcast, you know, and you really need to be clear about your why. So I think if you have those things in front of you, you'll be motivated past the fear to know that, okay, this is something that I want to do. You don't have to do it, you know, but if there's a longing, if there's a desire, um, don't put it off, you know, start today. And the other piece I'll say is be your authentic self, you know, bring you to the table because there are so many people who are copying other people and what they're doing, but we have enough of that. We just need you, your authentic voice. Um, you have something to say, you have something to teach the world and the right people are going to be present to hear it. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. And I remember when we did that interview, cause it, it did make me reflect. Cause I think I was probably a year into block year into podcasting. Now I'm coming on two years and I still have that thing of, I do this because I want the message of what I say to be put out. And so now it becomes, it's so ingrained into my routine that I don't question, should I be doing this? Is this something I should be doing? It's like, I genuinely desire, this is an outlet for me to be able to like share my message with people. So thank you for sharing that. That was really good. So, okay. So let's talk a little bit about your therapy experience. So for those of you who don't know, me and Carlos had the same, had the same therapist. And baby, let me tell you something. Miss <laughs> Bob is a whole nother, she's a she's a different breed of counselor. She's a different breed of therapist. She's a different breed of a Holy Ghost field therapist. Okay. So you, I know you can really speak to the essence of what I went through because you also experienced the essence of Miss Bob as well as a therapist. So I want you to talk about what got you started i want to say was i the one that referred you to miss her okay so talk about the whole start from the beginning about what was it that got you to go and then we'll get into that so you we when we were getting together um i guess about the blog you mentioned your therapist and how amazing she was and I was like, okay, because I'm not a stranger to therapy. Ms. Bob was actually my third therapist. Yes, um, we did talk about this. Yes. Okay. I remember. I remember. I remember. So I was like, I had been thinking about going to therapy, like starting again, but I was trying to find the right person. And the way you spoke about Ms. Bob, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give her a call. And the funny thing is when I called her, she didn't have any openings. Cause I'll never forget, I was walking outside of my job and I was talking to her, but her voice, like her tone, it just, when I heard her voice, I just thought she's the one, like if she doesn't have an opening right now, I'm going to wait for her. And I did. And it wasn't long before she did have an opening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just remember there was like a calming in her voice, a reassurance, even just us talking about the insurance information. It was just such a calm. And I was like, Oh, I just, I really want to talk to her. I really want to, you know, experience therapy with her. And for me, like I said, I'm not a stranger to it. I think everybody should do it. I think that it's important to have an unbiased opinion for when you talk about your life and somebody who doesn't know you is, you know, hearing all these different points and highlights that you don't even realize is just a game changer. You know, so um, like I said, we talked a little bit about identity and there were some there were some things that I was struggling with just being a newlywed. And I said, you know what, I really want to talk to somebody and you led me to Miss Bob and voila, I was in therapy. (laughs) So what was kind of going on with you at the time that made you say like you said, of course, you're not you weren't new to it. So you kind of had already knew the experience. But what was kind of going on with you at the time that made you say, I want to go see somebody or just start this process all over again? Um, I think it was, I feel like it was just the identity piece of being a newlywed and my husband is very involved in the community. And it was just like, I had this new title of his wife. 
you know, but it was like, Carlisa was somebody before this, you know what I mean? And so it was just like, oh, I have this new title. And, you know, we as women, we wear so many hats and, you know, now I'm a new mom and, you know, I'm still a working professional. And when you have all those different pieces together, it's just like, okay, you're always trying to get back to you. You're always trying to get to your center. Um, and the other piece of that was, um, I felt like, well, I, what I learned in therapy, a piece I learned in therapy was I was not setting proper boundaries. Oh, girl. You know, and not just with my space and my time, but my energy, you know, like protecting my energy. And so when you don't protect your energy, you were just all over the place. Girl, you're and, sh- and you're not at peace. Like, you're not at peace. And I can even really re- remember from when we talked about just, like, when you were talking about starting, just the whole marriage adjustment in general was 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 a piece of just how do I adjust and support and be a wife and have this title when I myself am like also figuring out who am I? Exactly. And another piece of that was family um, that also brought me to therapy, just being transparent. When you're merging lives with another person, you merge with their family as well. Yes, girl. And my husband mm-hmm. and our families are very different. And so uh, I lost my mother when I was in high school. And um and Alton's family is just really close and they get together all the time. And sometimes I found myself comparing families, to be honest with you. And, um, but you can't compare something like that. You know what I mean? You just have to embrace everything that comes, you know, the good, you work through the bad. Um, but that was something that I felt like I was always in this comparison mode. My family does this or we don't do that or, we, you know, and so... And no one teaches us this. No one tells us this. No one's like saying, girl, this is what to expect. When you get married, you're just like, oh, the fairy tale. It's like, no, girl, hold on. Come closer. Come closer, sis. It's, it's, it, it's, not, it's not what you think. <laughs> exactly. So that was, those were some of the things that were, um, you know, that brought me to therapy. Okay. Okay. So talk about, so talk about what, when you went and kind of the first couple of months, like, what was it like for you? So it was interesting because I realized when I saw Miss Bob, this was the first therapist that I had that was like, that was a Christian and her practices were Christian based and we would pray before a session and after a session. And she was different because this was the first time, um, that it was a goal oriented. Like we really wrote down, okay, these are the things that we're gonna focus on. These are the, these, this is where you wanna be, you know, when therapy is over. Like I remember that was the first question she asked me, like, where do you wanna get from this? You know, where do you wanna be after this? And it took me a while to answer that question, but it also brings back to why I went in the first place. You know what I mean? And so, that was just phenomenal, just her being Christian-based, her praying with me, her hearing me out, her writing down the things that I needed to focus on and naming those things without hesitation yeah. and without, because um, I remember I remember there were times where I would say, you know how like you say how you feel, but then you retract it a little bit, and she would say, stop doing that, you know, that's how you feel, like this is yeah. a safe place. Yes. You know, this is, call it what it is, like name that thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to get in the practice of that. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. And I think too, a couple of things you said, well, I want, one, I want to ask a question first before I ask the other one. So what were some of the things, like what were some of the goals you wanted when you left? Like if you can remember that far back, but like, what, what did you want to feel when you left? I wanted to have um, peace of mind with uh, some of the new relationships that were in my life. Um, I wanted to, you know, within my marriage, I wanted my voice to be heard with certain things. Um, 
I'll say owning my true feelings was a thing. Oh, yes. You know, yes. and not, like yes. I said, not doing those retractions, but just like, hey, this is how I feel. And I, I don't feel like I should have to justify this is why I feel this way. It's just how I feel, period. Yeah. And because yeah. we, we feel so guilty. Like, I remember, that was part of the next question I was going to ask. Cause, because I think one thing I learned in counseling was feeling recognition. Like, I never connected my thoughts and my feelings. I just mm-hmm. always was like, well, I think this way, but I don't really know how that goes with the feeling. But then would feel the feeling or, like, want to say how I felt, but then feel guilty about wanting to express it. And so, like, I like how you said, this is how I feel and this is how I feel. But that took, girl, that takes time to even get to say, look, this is how I feel and this is how I feel because <laughs> truly sometimes you're like, is this feeling bad? Am I being not compassionate? Am mm-hmm. I second guessing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so that becomes like a part of the process. So when you got to a point of becoming confident in expression and all of those kinds of things, what, what shifted for you? Um, well, like you said, that confidence, um, having confidence in the things that I felt and feeling like I didn't, I no longer felt guilty about the way I felt. I never, I no longer felt the need to justify it. You know, um, it is what it is. And this is why, and how can we move forward and, you know, work on these things together um, was just a really big piece for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So throughout the process and kind of, because how long did you go? How long were you in counseling? I saw her for over a year. Yeah, okay. So for that year time frame, like what were kind of some deep-rooted things that you discovered about yourself that were probably a struggle at first, but like what were some deep-rooted things that you discovered throughout the process? So one thing was um, I did write a blog about my core values and that was something that was very apparent to Miss Bob. And she was like, I can name three off the top of my head just from, you know, spending time with you. And that really impressed me. But um, when I looked into my core values, there are just a few buckets that I need to feel um, ever so often to feel like me, to feel whole, to feel like, okay, I'm filling my cup, right? Uh, a big piece of that was individuality, which, like I said, that's what, a reason why I went to that identity crisis yeah the reason why I went because I'm like oh. who am I now you know okay so before you get into all of this okay so I want you to give your your definition and I'm gonna give mine but what is your definition of core values because that is a that's a concept like you and I know because that's something definitely Miss Bob introduces but what do you what how would you describe core values to someone who who doesn't know I think that it's their values that are aligned with who you are you know, what you identify with, things that make you you, and things that make you unique. And when you're aware of what they are, and you make sure that you incorporate those things throughout your life, I feel like your life is richer. I feel like you're not missing anything. I feel like you're always going to make the right decisions because you're being true to your core values, true to yourself. Um, And you know who you are. Yes. You know your core values. All that. So it's like it's like a sense of identity. And so like that's like that's one of the things that I learned in counseling was identity because I realized I had no clue. And there was a question I think once in this Bible said, Who are you? And I was naming off all these accomplishments or all these titles, but really they weren't the root of who I was as a person. And so I explain core values, but I definitely say they are those things that center you and who you are, but also they help you. They're kind of like the identifiers that help you know when you're off. It builds your self-awareness. Um, so like one of my core values is honesty. So I don't get jiggy a lot with fluff. <laughs> I I don't it 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 bothers me sis it really really it really bothers me even when my working in a school and my teenagers lie to me 
even though I know they're teenagers and they're going to lie, it's a pet peeve of mine to just not have honesty in a relationship or whatever. And so when I know that that's a trigger or that's a core value of mine and I'm in a situation where I feel like somebody's not being honest, I may not know why I'm upset, So, but that core value allows me to align with knowing why it bothers me. Another one of mine is self-awareness. When I feel out of whack or I don't feel like I'm aware of what's going on, I'm not aligned or I don't feel aligned with myself because I feel, girl, that's why this pregnancy, girl, this pregnancy <laughs> and these hormones and these emotions, I'm like, what is going on? Why am I crying over the smallest thing? Like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> but <laughs> I've had that people tell me, you're pregnant, sis, calm down. But at the same time, I'm like, but this is just harping on my self-awareness of what's happening. But again, it goes back to the identifier of what it was like for me. And so you can continue to talk about it, but just hearing you say like one of your core values being individuality, it also knowing that, but it also was a trigger point when you were struggling with identity and this newfound transition and not knowing what was wrong because it became then like a trigger point for you and you know what i was gonna say that um you know knowing your core values helps you set boundaries too yes you know what i mean to stay true to yourself to always um include yourself and um i feel like knowing your core values it's information it gives you direction you know on you know like you said, when they're off, you're off. And you're like, what is going on with me right now? And so you're always, you always want to be centered. You know, you always want to feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know where I am. You're not always going to know what you're doing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you want to feel that sense of peace, sense of self. Yes. Um, and that's not selfish. No. You know? And so um, that was just like a big thing. Even you know, a few things was like faith was really big, creativity, individuality, um, like knowing that I have to fill those cups for myself. Um, let me see, I think it's just five. Individuality. And marriage. Marriage was big on my list. Um, something I always always wanted to be married, but just fighting for it mm. and um, you know, always making it a priority to schedule time for us, even with a baby and, you know, going to workshops and, you know, me and my husband, we set goals at the end of the year, every year. Um, and so that's a priority for us as a couple. And so I prioritize marriage and, you know, throughout the week, throughout the day, like it is, um, you know, me and my husband say we're first, then the baby, you know, which, it sounds crazy, but it works. No, it works. And if we're good, he's good. You know, our son is good. So um, there's just a few things that she identified a few and then I identified the rest. And just talking through what it looks like to start the process of identifying your core values, which, like I said, I just learned how to do it this past year. And you know what? A lot of them are the same values I had as a kid you know, and they came from my childhood. So they're, they're right under your nose. They're not as hard to find as people would think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Girl, girl, you described this so well, because I think that that, it makes so much sense. But what that does, it realigns us with our identity, for one. And when you know who you are, like you said, you're able to set better boundaries. But when you know who you are, you're able to function better. And so with kind of filling those cups, how did you learn in counseling? Like, these are the things I have to feel within myself. Like, what are some practical things for individuality or creativity or marriage? And you said one more, a couple more, but what were some things that you practically did to fill those cups up? So one of the things is like how often. And so like faith is a daily thing for me. Oh, and health was also on my list as well. Um, so faith for me was just more so like, okay, I spend time in the word daily, you know, um, that's a daily practice. If it's in the morning, in the evening, um, 
you know, us being in quarantine during this time, I feel like I read my word now more than ever. Like I heard this pastor say, um, some people have lost their source because they don't have that physical building. Um, but I feel more connected than ever because it's about the word, you know what I mean? And it's about mm -hmm. spending that time and I don't need a building to do that. Mm -hmm. So faith is, you know, high on my list and I feel my cup with those, me and my husband, um, you know, we spend time um, watching different sermons and just kind of talking through things. And he's a, you know, public speaker as well. So he's always trying to, you know, have another uh, speech on faith and um, the word and things like that. So that's something that we do. Um, as far as health, and I put this in the blog that I'm not, it doesn't mean that I have the body size that I want or that, you know, I, um, I have it all figured out with meal prepping because I don't, but it's more so about mental health, which means that's why I went to, you know, therapy. It's about physical health, meaning I work out um, a few times a week. I worked out before this podcast because um, it's something that I value. It's something that um, nobody has to push me to do. I go through to all my doctor appointments. You know, I want to make sure that I go see a chiropractor once a month and I, I ask all the questions, you know. Um, so that's what I mean when I value health. I try to drink water. I try to get my vegetables in. Um, and that piece, as far as creativity, my blog fills my cup. I love learning new recipes. I enjoy cooking um, and things like that. So, and just traveling is a lot of fun for me. Um, and so, and like I said, with marriage, you know, we definitely spend time. We, we're reading right now Michael Todd's book on relationship goals, mm -hmm. my husband and I. So we kind of dive into that and um, just learning a lot about each other and where we want to go, how we want to grow together. So those are just a few things where I feel like I'm actively yes. pouring into those core values. And I'm glad you said, like you described them practically, because I think that sometimes we can stay in the idea phase of what things are instead of like, okay, how do I implement this every day? Absolutely. How do I make sure that I do this every single day? And I really, really like the practicality of what you described. So that's super, super good. Okay. Any like other deep rooted things that you discover while in counseling? I think those were the biggest things like my core values, setting boundaries. One thing I feel like I learned how to pray a different way. Um, I, I feel like with Miss Bob, I truly learned the power of covering your husband in prayer. Mm. That was like something that was really big because, you know, sometimes we try to get through to our husbands our way. Girl. And Girl. I've learned Girl. that God is my middleman. You yes. know, like if I can get it to God and if, you know, if you're with a man who serves God, who listens to God, um that is the key if there's something i can't get through to my husband i pray about that thing you know and and he'll have this epiphany like oh you girl god is thinking about this thing i'm like really okay girl <laughs> they just come out the blue and you're like oh, well, what you <laughs> god you be working real quick too you know what i'm saying <laughs> Quicker than us, quicker than any conversation we tried to have. And so that was that was really big because, and I love that Miss Bob taught me that. And she was just like, okay, now we need to cover him in prayer. Now we need to, you know, and, and that was just an approach I've never heard in therapy. You know, it makes such a difference when you have a therapist who um, has those Christian values. Yes, yes. Okay, so switching gears and kind of going with God then with that. So how did therapy impact your relationship with God? Um, you know what? I feel like a lot of times people feel like, okay, you don't need therapy. You have God, right? But God created therapists, mm -hmm. okay? Therapy is here for a reason, and I feel like, I remember you said in your podcast one time, you go to therapy to meet God there. Mm -hmm. And I can identify with that because we acknowledge him in the room before we start. We acknowledge him before we leave. Let your presence be known, you know? And so to me, therapy was just another tool 
to use for healing. Of course, we know God is the ultimate healer, but just understanding the tools that God gives you um, to reach your best self, your healthiest mind, you know what I mean? Your healthiest mindset. And so I didn't look at it as my God, but just a tool, you know, to help me reach my goals and to be um, in the best mindset possible. So, you, you know, separating those two, understanding that because I think a lot of people feel like, oh, therapy, you know, like, you know, we don't need that. Or, and there's so many people who need therapy. There's so many people who need that type of healing and understanding where their emotions come from. And it could be things from your childhood. It's just so deeply rooted, um, things that you haven't resolved. And, um, or try to, or try to push off because you don't want to resolve them. And they, when they come up in different, different ways. Yes. And, and another thing is, um, I feel like, when I would cover my husband in prayer, he would reveal things to me about things that I needed to work on. So it was also like, you know, God isn't biased. He's not just going to take your side. Okay. Because I be wanting him to all the time. <laughs> I get checked real quick. <laughs> and so he, you know, has a way of revealing things to you to work on you. Like, have you ever thought about it this way or where, you know, your partner is coming from with this situation. So it was kind of like a mirror, you know, and um, that was a huge takeaway for me as far as like, yes, I'm the one in therapy, but I'm doing work too. You know what I'm saying? It's not just the other person. It's, you know, how can I be my best self to make this a better situation? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's a lot of what marriage is. You have to own your own happiness. You have to, you know, take accountability accountability for what you brought to the table or didn't bring. Mm. You know, it's just, it's so easy to blame the other person, but it's like, okay, that's what changed my relationship. I feel like with God, it's just like, okay, let's reflect. Let's think about how I can improve. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just like you said something so good, you said um, therapy was a, another tool for healing. And I think, a couple things that came to mind when you said that was healing is a process. It's not always just going to be a one-time situation or a one-time conversation. Many times healing is so deeply rooted that the, or, or the process of healing can be so deeply rooted that you have to process and processing talk means like talking, talking it out, figuring it out, having your own realization, having your own reflection and that was that's refreshing to me to hear just because i think we can forget that it's a process or that it takes time or that sometimes it requires a little bit more revisiting or or all of those things and so i love how you said that because it is a tool and the depiction between like it's not god but God is, because he's omnipresent, he's always there. When we acknowledge him, he becomes a part of the process. And I think that's the part that like really shapes it to be. And you can see so much more in that process when he's a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay, kind of going into with, I, I really, really have enjoyed like this conversation of like understanding identity. But even now being a new mom, like what has that process been like for you? And even kind of going into the transition of identity as a mom? Um, like I said, it's just, it's another layer. But the thing is, um, like we wear a lot of different hats as women and we're all of those people. You know, I'm a mom, I'm a employee, I'm a wife, I'm, you know, it's, you're all of these things. I think being a mom has given me a new mindset. I feel more like a protector. Um, it's just like, I, like I had a conversation with a friend and we were like, you know, I used to think that um, if something happened to me today, I have a good relationship with God. Hey, I'm going to go on to glory and that's fine. But when you become a mom, you're like, no, I have this little person that I need to protect and take care of. I can't just, 
I'm not okay with just going. You know what I mean? I have to be here. I got to be here for everything. And, um, you know, it's just, I can't, I haven't even come full circle with the emotions I feel for my son. Um, it is truly the, like a friend of mine said, the purest form of unconditional love that you could ever experience. And you have such an understanding of what your parents were going through or what they were thinking when they made every decision, you know, for you, you're just like, oh, I get that now, you know, this makes so much sense. It's like, some people say they understand the situation, but it's not until you're in it that you're Even like, if you're talking about it, my brain is still not grasping it. Even though, like, I feel Elijah kicking all the time, I'm like, he's here, he's, he's, he's moving around, like, my brain still hasn't processed a love for another human being. Like, girl, that's it deep. Will, it will come fast. It, <laughs> trust me, when he gets here, you will have all the feels and you'll be emotional for no reason at all. You're just feeling all the feelings. Um, but I think to go back and answer your question, just adding that layer of being a mom, um, I feel like luckily I'm blessed with a partner who's very hands-on mm -hmm. and who uh, is a true partner and everything I know how to do he knows how to do so that's been a great thing because people are like oh you're gonna leave your baby with it yeah that's his child you know that's his, come on you know, speak on it <laughs> like a friend said he's not babysitting that's his child you know and everything I know how to do he knows how to do so it's been a good transition with us um we we have different parenting styles. And that's another thing that I've had to embrace and, and um, accept. And just because it's not my way doesn't make it wrong. You know what I mean? And so um, I just sit back, especially having a son, you know, there's always the father-son thing. So um, respecting that other person's parenting style and knowing like, hey, it's gonna be okay. You know, I don't care for him throwing him up in the air. I think it's too high. Okay. But Girl, that just made my heart stop. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't like this at all. But you know what? Um, my son loves it. He feels like my husband is the fun parent. He definitely <laughs>, laughs with him more. And I think mothers, we kind of worry a little bit more. My husband is the extrovert. I'm the introvert. And so I know I, that comes out through parenting. You know, where I'm softer, I'm warmer, we don't have to talk, we can just snuggle. Whereas my husband's like, hey man, what's going on? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And he loves that too. You know what I mean? And I feel like he even in seven months, he knows what to expect from each of us. But it's all love mm -hmm. and it's all coming together. And um, so yeah, yeah, I would say. So how do you think in just kind of like even with that, though, how do you think therapy equipped you in going into motherhood? So one thing that me and Miss Bob talked about was um, we talked about identity and not losing ourselves in motherhood, because I knew a lot of women who just, they didn't really have a life outside of their kids, and that's easy to do. And so we really put plans in place for me to kind of keep blogging and to keep doing the things that were true to me. And I'll never forget, um, I had a friend of mine when I was probably like seven months pregnant and I ran into her at the gym and she said, oh, I wanna tell you something that I wish somebody had told me. And she was like, make sure that, you know, every day you get up, you take a shower and you go somewhere, you know? And I didn't understand why she said that to me until I didn't do it. And it dawned on me like, oh, she told me to do this thing. And now I know why, because you get so wrapped up in, and then in a pandemic, you know, because one thing she told me was her son was born in the wintertime. It was really cold. She didn't leave the house for two weeks and she got really depressed. You know what I mean? And because there's this new transition and um, I could feel myself going down that road a little bit, just being in the house all the time when it was time to go out um, you know, I probably say, oh, I'm fine. I'm in the house. It's good. But in actuality, I needed to get out of the house. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And once I found myself going down that road, I was like, oh, I remembered her words. Like, mm-hmm. you need to kind of make some time for you. Mm-hmm. You need to go do something that you like to do mm-hmm. and how essential that is to your health, your mental health, your physical yeah. health. When you are at your best self, you can give the best to your family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you're not doing that, I mean, it it really takes a toll. Um and I'll share this other thing. I actually, do you watch Insecure? Mm-hmm, yes. So I don't know if you remember this episode, but their strong friend Tiffany mm-hmm. was kind of going through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And she checked into a hotel. She had a new baby. And I think that comes from just not making time for yourself. And I identified with the episode so much. And I didn't realize why. You know? And it was because it was like, oh, I need to get out of the house too. I need to find something for me and spend that time. And I think it's just such a shift from just being a wife to being a mom and a wife. And you don't, it can overtake you. Like you don't even realize it's happening. And so you have to be proactive and you have to be intentional about, okay, I'm going to make some time for me. Mm-hmm. And asking for help, mm-hmm. absolutely asking for help and utilizing support because I know you have a very supportive family. Like even for me, like I'm, I'm like who, my, listen. If I start <laughs> like feeling this way, I need you to kind of. And she's super amazing. And Nico and I have even started the conversation of. Even now, even now, like I can think of times where I've texted him and I said, babe, I'm sad. And he'll mm-hmm. come upstairs and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm just like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, I'm t- it's like this, these emotions, these hormones, girl, like I'd be like, what's going on? And he's just like, okay, let's pray. And it makes me feel better. And then I can like go to sleep or something. And so even like those small, small, small tidbits of saying, hey, I need a little bit more support help so much absolutely that was really really good okay so like just kind of in closing though but I want to know from you like how did therapy overall like help your marriage especially since Um, that's like a real core value of yours as well because nobody really talks um, about like 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 not to interrupt but just nobody really says like how much having that outlet as a one single person turning into a fiance and then a fiance turning into a wife those transitions are something else but like when you find your identity how much it impacts your marriage like how was that for you like how did therapy help you within marriage i would say it definitely gave me confidence to be more vocal about the things that i wanted um and the things that I wanted us to focus on like you know we talk about creativity one thing that I wrote about was that I love the performing arts right and that's new to my husband he's like what a Broadway show I'm like yes yeah we're going to Broadway so um (laughs) incorporating the things that are me and incorporating the things that are him and we may not love it you know what I mean? Uh, that may be his thing. That may be my thing, like my husband. Um, he, I think men, it's easier to kind of prioritize their thing and what they like to do. Like yeah. My husband is really big on golf, right? If one, he goes golfing once a week, he would do it twice a week if the weather is nice. And that gives him joy. That gives him peace. He's out on a golf course. I've tried it. It's fun. He's a good teacher. It's still not my jam, but I will do it with him. And so I was like, you know what? I need to find my own outlet. And of course we found blogging, but incorporating the performing arts piece, like I can tell you how many Broadway shows, live shows I have drug him to. Um, But there are times that he just absolutely enjoys it, you know? And so it's just like mixing it up to where it's a little bit of me, it's a little bit of you. And we're learning something new about each other and we're exploring and it's not so much as just all of one person, you know, cause that can easily happen too. And um, like you said, when you come into the marriage with that thing 
and the other person is kind of forced to be like, well, what am I, you know, what's my thing? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And then that thing is a side thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a full-time nine to five. Um, you find yourself soul searching, like, you know, what is it that I am um, missing or missing out on, mm-hmm. you know? So that was like a really big piece. Um, that's and- great advice, by the way. Like, if you're married, like that's great advice because that con- that also adds a layer of a check in of mm-hmm. are you are you doing the things that bring you joy um, that are filling your cup? Am I actively doing these things with you? Because like my husband's, what brings him joy? <sighs> um, he's an active person. Like Nico mm-hmm. wants to go skydiving. It has been one of his goals to go skydiving. Meanwhile, sensitive Susan over here is like, why would we jump out of a plane? Right. Why <laughs> but why he would do ATVs. I mean, zip lining, like anything that requires like an adrenaline rush. He is so for. I've just kind of started getting into that. But even just being active and working out and those kinds of things. It's not my favorite thing in the world, girl, but I'll do it. And, but that makes sense of like doing the things that fills him up with him. That can bring, and, and two, we, we don't realize like those small little activities play, those are small deposits into a way bigger thing that you, you going to get your interest back. Absolutely. Way. Absolutely. And, you know, um, like I said, it's just the merging of lives. Like, you know, they're like, oh, two become one. Well, that's a process. That is a process. And it is not overnight. We're still merging. You know, we're still learning new things about each other. And it opened up a pool of communication. Like I said, where I felt comfortable saying, hey, this is, you know, owning those feelings. This is how I feel. Being confident about that. And, you know, it's not always, you know, we talked about how men want to fix everything. It's like, what do we need to do next? Yes, well, it's not always something to do next. It's more so being aware. It's awareness. Like, this yes. is how I feel. Be aware of that moving forward. And then we'll know how to act accordingly. Exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my God. Y'all hope y'all catching these gems because that, that is so, so true. So, well, thank you, sis. I appreciate you. This was amazing. This was such a good conversation. Um, Where can the people find you? Well, you can check out my blog on carlisacryer.com, K-A-R-L-I-S-A-C-R-Y-E-R.com. You can follow me on Instagram where I will continue to share gems and um, I will continue to show amazing women who are doing amazing work outside of their nine to five like Rosalind and um yeah that's where I'll be well I will have all of her information below for y'all in the show notes and I love y'all and I'll talk to you next week everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or McCrispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.